That one's going to get shifted with with notice. Okay. New notice. All right. I'm going to say there aren't many people here tonight. Yeah, that that one. Well, now set right away. Two staffers look to the flag. The pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Meeting is now called to order. The Borough of Seabright, in compliance with the Open Public Meeting Act, has provided adequate notice of the time, date, and location of the meeting to the Asbury Park Press, the Link News, on January 19, 2021. Filed notice with the Borough Clerk and posted notice in the Borough Office and on the Borough website. This meeting is open to the public. And this has the Frank and... Well, Mark's not here. Mark's not here. Uh -huh. So it's just Frank? Just Frank. For the swearing in. For the swearing in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have so to hold. Just Frank. Just me. <coughs> we have a roll call, please. Well, they have to swear in. Let me swear in. All right. Put your hand in your right hand. I, please state your name. I like Frank Lawrence. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support the Constitution. And I will support the Constitution of the United States of the United States and the Constitution and the Constitution of the State of New Jersey of the State of New Jersey and that I will bear true faith and that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same and allegiance to the same and to the governments and to the governments established in the United States established in the United States and in this state and in this state under the authority of the people under the authority of the people I do further solemnly swear. I do further solemnly swear that I will faithfully, that I will faithfully, impartially, impartially, and justly, and justly perform all the duties of the office of, perform all the duties of the office of planning slash zoning board member class two member. Planning zoning board class two member. Term of one year from January first, twenty twenty four to twelve thirty one, twenty twenty four, according to the best of my ability. According to the best of my ability. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations. Thank you. Welcome back, Frank. Yes, this is silence. We have a regular plan as a way for All right. Moving on, on to attendance. I always get confused and forget them. Roll call, please. Ms. Bills? <coughs> Mr. Cashmore? Here. John Cunningham? Here. Mr. Julio? Absent. Mr. DeSeo? Here. Mayor Kelly? Lawrence. Here. Councilman Lackstein. Here. Mr. Schwartz. Mr. Zelina are absent. Okay. On to board appointments. I'm chairman. Well, not yet, Mr. Chairman. chairman. I'm going to make a motion to nominate Lance Cunningham as chair. Second. Thank you. Roll call, please. Ms. Bills. Yes. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Mr. Cunningham? Happy to continue. Okay. Mr. DeSeo? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Councilman Lexty? Yes. Okay. Uh, Vice Chair, be happy to nominate Dave DeSeo again? I will second that nomination. 
Thank you. Ms. Bills? Yes. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Chairman Cunningham? Yes. Mr. Sale? Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Mr. Lexstein? Yes. And that's all we have. Appointment of the Secretary. Happy to continue on with Candace. Thank you. I will second that motion. Ms. Bills? Yes. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Mr. Cunningham? Yes. Mr. DeSeo? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Mr. Lexty? Yes. On to our professional appointments. Um, for the board attorney, Ben has done a wonderful job for us. I would make a motion that we continue with Ben. I'll second that. Roll call, please. Ms. Bills? Yes. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Mr. Cunningham? Yes. Mr. DeSeo? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Councilman Lutstein? Yes. Thank you. Like although the, although we haven't haven't seen you in action in court yet, that's, uh, well, and that's a good thing. I was going to say, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you won't need to. But I thank the board not only for the appointment but for the confidence. You have a wonderful team here, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're being here. On to the board engineer. Not a lot of changes going on here. I make a motion that we continue with David. David. I'll second that. Yes. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Mr. Cunningham? Yes. Mr. Sale? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Councilman Lexstein? Yes. Thank you, Thank you everybody. Welcome back. On to appointing the board planner. Uh, I would continue on and make that motion as well to continue on with the back end. The back end? Yes. yes. Thanks. I will second the motion to continue with the back end. Roll call, please. Ms. Bills? Yes. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Cunningham? Yes. Mr. Sale? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Councilman Lights? Yes. Thank you very much. Has um, anyone <coughs> not seen the schedule for next year? This is for the uh, meeting schedule. Everybody should. Yeah, we got it. Um, yes. With all the all the usual suspects. Mm -hmm. I'll make a motion to approve the schedule. Okay. Second. Ms. Bills? Yes. Mr. Cashman? Mr. Cunningham? Yes. Mr. DeSale? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Councilman Lexty? Yes. Did you put me down for a yes, Candace? It went so fast I didn't. Slipped right past you, Steve? Right past me. <laughs> Uh, designation of their official newspaper, the Asbury Park Press, and Two River Times. I'll make that motion. Second. Roll call, please. Ms. Bills? Yes. Yeah. Mr. Cashman? Yes. Yes. Mr. Sale? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Councilman Lexton? Yes. Okay. That's our reorg business. Items of business for tonight. Uh, uh, let's see. Approval of 12 12 23 regular meeting minutes. I'll move the minutes. Second. Roll call, please. Okay. Ms. Bills? Yes. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Mr. Cunningham? Yes. Mr. DeSeo? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Councilman Lexton? Yes. Okay. On to the application. Or the 
resolution for application 1485 Ocean Avenue Realty. I'll make a motion to adopt the resolution. Second. Okay. Ms. Bells? Yes. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Geometry as the as the property line. I should note for the record. I don't know if it was um, 
this planner or not. We did actually move the building a few tenths of an inch to a tenth of a foot away from the neighbor's house, oh. as was a request by one of the planning board members last time. So we actually made it better. We squared it up. Well, it's not creating any barriers as we would like to get administratively. Correct. That, yeah. correct. that is correct. No, no new variances. That's mm -hmm. the only change. The prior uh, resolution and approval was resolution 2022-09. So the only amendment to that would be this uh, fireplace uh, bump out. Right. We've given you a new set of plans, 18 sets, full size, to replace the previously approved resolution plan. And the fireplace bump out is only on the one floor, up on, the, on the top floor? It is on what we call the second story, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes. Right. And I think they already had a, uh, a variance for a side yard setback that was down to like 10 foot. Yeah. 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 Right. So, okay. On an administrative uh, issue, do I need to open to the public? You should. Okay. Do you have anything else to state at this point? No, I don't. Okay. We're uh, in the confines. I'd like to open it to the public if anybody has any uh, anything, any comments or questions about this application. No, I guess not. So we'll close the public portion. Uh, is there any discussion be between the board or any any uh, motion? I'll make a motion to approve the application. Second. Okay, Ms. Bills? Yes. Yeah. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Mr. Sam? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? No. No? No. Councilman Lexi? Yes. Motion is carries. It's approved four to one. Okay. See you. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, moving on to uh, David Mayer. Yeah. Welcome. 24 Sir Street, Block 11, Block 13. Good evening, members of the board. Jeffrey Beekman of the Beekman Law Firm in Ocean Grove, New Jersey. I am actually representing um, the mayors on this application on behalf of Ke uh, Kevin Kennedy. He had a conflict this evening, so he asked if I could cover for him. Um, so I am appearing on behalf of our mutual client. Um, this application is for a uh, uh, tear down and rebuild uh, on the existing foundation. I have uh, tonight my witnesses will be uh, David Mayer, I have David Feldman, um, I have Andrew Jenner will be our planner, and Jennifer White will be our engineer. Um, and my first witness. I don't know if we want to swear them all in at once, and then we can do them one at a time as they come up. Oh, excuse me, Lance. So we can summer uh, my truck for a minute. Okay. I'm sorry. Take a two-minute two recess. Uh, okay. For some reason, it's ringing. Board member, because he shouldn't have missed it. It's in the library. I have no idea. I think that was FaceTime. I'm just going to use the swear. Come on. 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 Come on.
Superstorm Sandy, we had uh, about eight feet of water on the property three times when the tide was high. So the bottom four feet of sheetrock is gone. The floors were damaged. The kitchen, all the equipment, the dishwasher, the stove, the refrigerator, uh, the bathrooms, um, the air conditioning system, which was outside. Um, the 
place is not habitable, it needs a, a complete renovation or a replacement that was mold, which was treated. And we've been successful with that, so there's been no mold since original treatment. And since Hurricane Sandy, have you have you already elevated the property? We elevated the property after Sandy. The house was built with a four-foot crawl space underneath. That was existing when we purchased it. Um, and so, when you did that, when you did that lift. Um, have you completed any improvements since that time? Other than the lift, no. All right. And you've consulted with your professionals who are going to be here to testify yes, tonight? Yes, professionals over the years. And, and um, from your understanding, the recommendation from your pro professionals, with what you're looking to do, it makes more sense to tear down and rebuild yeah, as it's, opposed to... It's not, the, the, the structure isn't really resistant to storms. Um, it's not habitable the way it is. It's not designed for a modern family. It has two very awkwardly shaped bedrooms, um, and uh, the, the, it has the bath and a half and a, some living space. So the plans that were submitted this evening by um, Mr. Feldman are the plans that you would like to get approved? Yes. Correct. Um, and as far as the foundation is concerned, are you proposing any changes to the existing foundation? No. These are the. Uh, the, the design that was done is the design that was approved previously. So what you're looking to build is on top of that existing On top of the existing raised foundation. And since you've owned the property, have you sold off any land to any of your neighbors? No. Uh, so the property is the same size dimensions as it was when you bought it? Yes. Uh, the foundation, um, was there any change to the foundation from when you bought it? No, because when the house was lifted, the intent was to put fresh block on top of the existing block. The lifter said the existing block isn't in sufficient condition to maintain anything. So we removed the block, removed the footings, replaced the footings, and the, the, just built it right underneath and put the house back down on it. So it's exactly the same. Okay. And, and that was done all the permits, correct? Yes. You've gotten approvals for the foundation? Yes. So now you're looking to do a renovation? Yes. I don't have any other questions from uh, the client. I have a question. Does that new foundation meet the uh, the uh, requirements of the V zone? As far as I'll have our architect testify to that. I, I mean, I don't think he's qualified to testify today. Okay, because my question. Well, all right, we'll get further into it. But yeah. when when you're changing more than fifty percent of the house, you have to meet all the new new codes. And I'll have the architect okay. testify to that. I don't. I don't want to answer. Okay. Right. No, Wait, I'm sorry. Anybody? Anyone in the public have a question about the testimony the gentleman just gave? <laughs> season we rented it back in 2007 or 8 but we found we really weren't landlords so we never rented it again so your intention now in the future is to use it for yourself yeah it's just for our use not for rental at all that's all I am anyone else thank you 
Thank you. So I think we have one exhibit to mark, and that's just the color rendering. We can mark that as exhibit A1. 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 Raise your right hand to be sworn. Do you swear the testimony you are to give here tonight shall be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. And please state your name, spell your last for the record. David Feldman, Efferson Frank, E-L-D-M-A-N, Principal of Feldman and Feldman Architects, Wall Township, New Jersey. Okay. And you have testified before many boards before. I have. <laughs> Thanks. And David, your licenses are current? They are. And you've been approved as an expert in the architecture from other boards. You've never testified before this board, though. Uh, I think some time ago I have. Okay. Um, it's quite we'll, a few we'll years. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so just for identification purposes, David, the uh, what we just marked is A1. Can you just um, explain why that, that is compared to the plans that were submitted previously? Yeah, so, so the difference between this and the plans that were previously submitted is we added some color uh, to this drawing, and we also indicated a two-foot-high knee wall that would be coming off of the uh, second floor. And that's to show that it does comply with the ordinance as far as the, the definition of the half foot. Correct? That is correct. Um, so, David, you're familiar with the site? I am. When you were uh, preparing your plans, did you look at the surrounding neighborhood? We did. And utilize what you saw in the surrounding neighborhood to prepare the plans that you submitted for this evening? That is correct. Um, and so with respect to those plans, um, you you actually signed the plans, and I'm sorry, what, what are they dated? Uh, these are dated uh, 5-27-23, which is the date of the original plans that were submitted, uh, consisting of three sheets, um, P1 through P3, uh, P1 being the elevations, to being four plans, and P3 being four plans as well. Um, and that color rendering, does that have a revision date at all? It does not. We can make that today, we can. I suppose? Yes. Okay. Uh, so that's the only, the only page that has changed. That is correct. Right? Um, so with respect to the application, let's let's start on the, uh, the lowest level where the garage door is. Mm -hmm. um, there was a question in the review reports about parking. Can you describe what your plan is to uh, address parking? Yeah, so, so three parking spaces, from my understanding, are required. Um, what we have actually is that the house sits about four to five feet off the uh, street off the setbacks. So obviously we cannot get a car in front of the home. It would protrude into the uh, into the right of way of the road. So what we have is actually underneath the house, we have room for two cars. In addition to that, we provided another garage door out the rear of the house. So in the event that a third car would need to be parked on, on premises, they'd be able to open this door, drive the car through here, either leave that door open or closed in addition to the two cars that would still be in the garage or in the house. Okay. And, and the and I'm lot, sorry, can you just explain that again? How do you get through it? You would basically pull in, come under the house, and then be able to come out. Okay. 
you know, let, let's go back to that first page that we marked as A1. In the original plan, that just reminded me, in the original plan in the rear elevation, we didn't show that rear garage, correct? That's correct. So that was added. This garage door. So that's the rear elevation. Give me that chair out. The chair. It's What will be the ground underneath that uh, spot in the rear? So that, so that ground is actually covered by the building above. Okay, so we were either going to put some pavers underneath, which is already counted into the impervious because the house does already exist above that. Okay. So the car would be parked on the pavers? Yes, the car. Either pavers or ribbon strips, which we've done a lot in, in uh, Spring Lake. <coughs> you know, I have to talk with the client as far as what they would do. But even if we were to pave the entire space to allow the car to park there, It would be this area that I'm referring to, which would be underneath the home, which is already part of the impervious calculations. So the parking space, you're referring to the, the two within the ground level and then the one outdoor space. They are uh, dimensionally three nine by 18 RSIS compliant spaces. So, so, so from inter interior to interior, uh, I'm not mistaken, we have 37 feet will allow for two 18-foot parking spots, 37 and a half feet. Uh, the back here, we have 16 feet to the overhang, so the car would probably protrude out an additional two feet. But the coverage wouldn't have to protrude out. The, the coverage would not have to change. And that's not the rear of the property. There's that's correct. Is it additional yeah, it's 10 feet or so? Yeah, the eight feet. it's 8.16 on the rear setback. So. Yeah. But, isn't, but isn't that area really a patio area? Um, it's a patio area. You're putting your garage door no, to no. park a third car. Well, I don't necessarily know if it's a patio area or how they, they intend to use it. I mean, the living space is up on the second right. floor. Well, why don't you just close it then and make it a true garage? We could. The reason I'm saying that is, is I mean, I think it gives. We have a huge. Surf Street's not that wide of a street to begin with, and, surf, and we have a huge parking problem in this town. I mean, it's our number one problem. We've got five bedrooms. I don't know why you need five bedrooms, but you have five bedrooms, which is creating the three, the three car need. And basically, I'm, that's going to be a patio. And if there's barbecue equipment out there or something, that third car is never parking there. Where's it going to park? So, if I may, the majority of the time, this home is going to be occupied by Mr. and Mrs. Mayor, the two of them. Chances are they're both going to come down in one car. The thing is, though, anything we approve tonight, uh, you know, that's what's built there. So they right. might choose to sell no, it. I, 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 if it's only Mr. and Mrs. Mayor, why don't we need five bedrooms? That's one bedroom. Okay, well, if I, if I, if I can Go continue, um, the majority of the time it's going to be Mr. and Mrs. Mayor that are down here. Right. They do have children that do come and will visit now that they have this five-bedroom home. Mm -hmm. Their children have children, okay? So when those children are all present, they want the family to be comfortable. Right now, they're in a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half um, home that has a small dining area, uh, um, a gallant kitchen, and it just doesn't function. So the majority of the time, it's just gonna be one car, or if they decide to leave a car down here, two cars. So chances are, yes, they might have a barbecue out here. In the event the kids are here and the kids need 
a parking spot, mm -hmm. we are providing what the township ordinance requires us to provide. But don't you think when the family is all down, they also might want to have a barbecue in that space? On the deck. The deck's right, but, the but that's what I'm saying. The living space is up on the second floor. Reverse so, living. Correct. So chances are, if they're up on the second floor, and they have a deck out here that they could entertain and cook and eat. So what's the intended use of that space? We could ask the mayors. I mean, if they want I, mean, I, I don't understand why you just don't close it then and make it a true garage. But if I may, but it also will you only have 16 feet. Yeah, it also, so if you're closing that garage door, you only have 16 feet. You're going to need, potentially, if you have a large vehicle, you're going to need that 18 feet. Foot space. Uh, it, I think it, the, the largest vehicle is about 16 and change. Yeah, but that brings up another issue. You can't get legal parking in the setback of the home, and that is into the setback of the back home. You have to have 15 feet backyard. Okay, this I, protrudes into the 15 feet, and it's not considered a legal parking space. Yeah, I just don't know why you can't go with four bedrooms. And then you, know, how many, how many parking spaces do you need if they have four bedrooms? They only need two. They need two. Well, the ordinance only requires two. Right now, it requires three with the number of bedrooms. No, the ordinance requires two. Well, the RSIS yes, requires three. Yes. But, but, but the ordinance requires two, and RSIS is a maximum, not a minimum. No, we have to follow RSIS. But RS, the, the new rules in RSIS are maximum, not a minimum. That, that changed in September of last year. So if the local town has a requirement that's less than RSIS, they can do that. What they can't do their ordinance can't be more than RSIS. It's a maximum. Okay, one thing though, the spaces inside the building are less than 18 feet deep. No, no. You said 37. 37, 18 right. and 18 is 36. That's 36. 36. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. So originally, originally the home was able to pull car, and, and even in that, the home and, was able to pull car side And what is, what is the width in there? Okay. So, so from inside to the staircase, well, make it make it the the narrowest to the elevator. To the elevator is fourteen and a half. To the elevator is twelve. So prior to prior to this design, two things happened. Okay, so you have two spaces inside the home. Inside the home. Correct. Prior to that, they were able to pull a car here and a car here. Still not meeting the nine and nine. I I, I don't believe. Um, Oh yeah, they would. It was exactly 18 feet. However, that staircase to get up to the upper level, okay, existed on the side of the house. <coughs> when it was on the side of the house, there was no way of getting around the back of the yard. It created a hazard for the fire department if they needed to circulate around the property. Okay, so that stair was asked to be removed, I believe, when the house was lifted. When the house was lifted, we were forced to internally put a staircase, which now reduced the 18 feet that allowed us to park side by side. Being that we can't now park side by side, and given the fact that they're aging, we incorporated an elevator as well. Not diminishing the fact that we could get a car and a car, because we, were already, we already lost the fact that we can't get a car side by side anymore because we moved the staircase that was on the outside to the inside. So, so there was a lot of trickling down as to how we got to where I, I, for, I, you know, I'd like, I'd like to stop referring to the applicant's use of this home. 
they could sell it one year from now, and then we have to deal with the new new person that owns the home. So this home has to comply with our zoning and what we'd like to see in the downtown area. So right, the zoning is two spaces. I don't, I don't care about who's what they want to do with the home. It's what the home will meet our, our requirements in the town. And what what is the decision from the experts on a five bedroom house? How many parking spaces do they need? Three spaces. They need three. So yes. that's that's. I wasn't aware. I mean, I'm not saying I know everything, but I wasn't aware of an RSIS rule change. Yeah, nor, nor, nor was I. I'm not. Nor was I. Yeah, there's there was an RSIS rule change in September that says that RSIS is a maximum, but the local municipalities can have their own rules. They just can't go over that maximum. There was a change. And your maximum, your, your and your ordinance says two. Two for a two parking spaces. Two for a three bedroom. No, your ordinance says two parking spaces. For was any, it, was it a clarification? Any of amount of residents? It's a clarification of RSIS. Um, I'll give you the section. Just give me a second. I have it in here. And, and is it two, no matter if you have 20 bedrooms, it's only two <coughs> That's your ordinance. That's what the ordinance Yeah, that's your ordinance. You have 50 bedrooms, it would be two parking spaces. Yeah. No, that doesn't. So your ordinance I mean, says. ordinance could be really old and be really stupid, and, and no one bothered to change it because RSIS control. Right. Your, your ordinance says class one residential uses, one family dwelling units, which is what this is, two per dwelling unit. That's what the ordinance says. Well, typically this board utilizes RSIS, which would require three spaces for a five bedroom house. And there are other variances here anyway. So. Right. And, and I understand the concern with RSIS, and that's why we wanted to show, look, we can do this, we're, we're proposing this. In closing it, I don't know that is the right answer because that space is only You're not going to have the 16. 18, 18, 18. Do you still need the five bedrooms, though? Why do you need five that, bedrooms? That's a lot so of bedrooms. Again, I was given a little bit I understand client. that. So, so do we need to ask this Do we need to ask the client why he needs five bedrooms? It just that's a lot of bedrooms for this street with, 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 with inadequate parking, in my opinion. And that, and that I mean, patio that they're talking about using as overflow doesn't even qualify for a legal size car. Right. It then goes into the rear yard setback, which you would need another variance for if you want to calculate that as a third space. You can't, you can't get a legal space in a setback. So that brings up the other issue. Well, as, as we indicated, we are providing an area where we can accommodate a typical size car because that's 16 feet. Yes, there would be an overhang to the rear. If, if a wheel stop was required or, yeah, or something. Yeah, but to qualify that to as that. your third spot, it would have to need a variance because it's protruding into the setback. And we it's understand. not the correct size. So the third spot is parking on the patio. On the patio into the setback. Is it indicated as a patio? No. It's not indicated as a well, patio. Why is it not just squared off to begin with? It wouldn't then it wouldn't be a legal spot either. No, no, I understand that. But but why originally on the plan was it was it not squared off? Is it, this, is, this is the existing foundation the way it currently exists. So we're not yeah. modifying that. The existing foundation is what's currently there. And we're taking the existing Is that open in the back? David, no. let me answer your question. If we, the full interior space, if you enclose that rear, where it is, the, the full interior space, what would be the total depth? 
53 feet. And you need 54 to accommodate three cars. So you would still need some relief from the board. <coughs> and, and, and I say that would I would point out too, no, it's okay, I, just for everybody's edification too, just conceptually, remember that the front setback here proposed is for 4.1 feet and the rear yard from the you know the farthest point is only 8.16 feet. So if you square that off, you have no front yard and eight feet in the front. Yeah, I think leaving it open gives no relief to the back. Um, that was the point I was making. That's really the only rear yard. But if the space desires us to enclose it, I, I don't. That was my point. But the, the, the point is, it's a patio area. I mean, right? Right. That's, that's what it is now. If I'm looking at the pot plan, right? Be an open area now. But currently now, the house is not reverse living. So currently now, the living space is one floor off of the ground. Right. What we're proposing is that we are now going to be the living space two floors off of the ground. So chances of them cooking here and going all the way down to here to eat and having to come through the garage to get back here to eat is not going to happen. It, the chances of that are slim, about, but I, the chances of parking the third car back there are even slimmer. No one's going to do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. well, the, 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 we, we, I, I actually thought it was a three cars in a row. Blocking each other doesn't work great. It just doesn't work great. No, but it does accommodate the free space. Chris, Chris, there's no technicality, but they're going to end up parking in the street. I, I asked this question before. Under RSIS, they only have four bedrooms. How many spaces would they need? 2.5. 2.5. They still need three. So we would still ask the board for relief on that. But one, of the, first questions, one of the first questions I had out here before, which I need to get clarified, is, is does, does that foundation qualify for the new building codes for the V-zone construction? Okay, so my understanding... It requires uh, breakaway walls and all other kind of situations. Okay, so my understanding, from what I've been told by the engineer who's here to testify, <coughs> is that it's not in a V-zone. It's in an AE zone, and the foundation does comply with AE requirements. That's correct. I have it as an, as an 80 zone. You do have elevation that. 8 plus 3 is 11, and they're up to 13. All right. I mean, I'm not comfortable with the parking. No, no, I'm not either. Right. But, uh, what Mr. Beekman provided, which I think is being passed around, says um, the reviewer may choose to allow a number under that maximum. So may doesn't mean you have. Right, this, board, this board can make a decision on how many spaces should be there as part of the ordinance. Which is different than what RSIS always was because you always did it as a mandatory, but right. now we have a right to go to the right. ordinance. But we also can apply That's correct. Uh, okay. if, I would agree with that statement. Okay. I, I could certainly talk to my clients and see if, if four bedrooms would suit their needs. Again, I was giving an initial program. It's not, it's not your fault. You do what the client tells you to do. I'm not saying it is. I, I try to address their concerns and their needs while at the same time trying to address the, the, the ordinance and I felt that this was a clever way it needed that they would have to be able to provide an, an additional spot off, off street. 
But if the board, you know, it, the chances are, okay, and, and I'm, I'm speaking for them and they could tell me I'm wrong, but chances are, if we go down to a four bedroom, they're still gonna have the same amount of cars and the board might say, okay, well, we'll give you the two parking spots. You know, I, I don't know, but I'd rather, if they need the third spot, to be able to provide an alternative that I think is, is harmless to the neighborhood, okay, works with the design of what's existing and what we have to work with, and at the same time provides an alternative and hopefully a solution to both their concerns as well as the board's concerns. I mean, I, I would feel a lot more comfortable with the four bedding because I understand it's still 2.5, but at the same time, it, it's less likely that you're gonna need an extra car I mean, rather than having five bedrooms. That's fair. I mean, you heard, you did have your peer testimony, it's gonna be owner-occupied. Right, but, but as Mr. DeSeo said, we know he could sell the property. No, I, I agree with that. And he may have no intention of doing that right now, but he, something could happen and he has to sell it and who knows what happens. The prices of homes in this town are ridiculous right now. So it's very tempting to sell a new house with a lot of money off of it. And when I first opened this plan and looked at it, my first impression was that this looks like an Airbnb boarding house. And that's one of the things we absolutely do not want in this town. I don't want The downtown people are lovely people and, and it's inundated with crowds of people coming from New York and partying up and down the streets and that happens. It does happen. I don't know why anybody needs so many bedrooms in a house. I agree with we have yeah, and a lot I, I'm of kids and a lot of grandkids. You gotta have to be sworn in. Oh, you have to be sworn in. I'm not going to be clear. I'm not going to be Airbnb in my head. I, I'm thinking five bedrooms is too many bedrooms. And in the future, when someone else buys it, you may be the most perfect owners in the world. You can't control who's going to buy it from you. So it's not about you. Yeah, Mark, with all due respect, and I share, I share. Uh, Dave's concern about uh, Airbnbs overflowing the street. You know, it's in town. It's, it's a more congested part of Seabright. And I wouldn't want to see this rented by groups of people cramming everybody. Oh, you don't have to pay me to do respect that. I agree with you. But it's just that's not in my head right now. No, I know. But so, so, I don't, I don't uh, want to. I think that there be. I believe the owner just already testified that they, they don't have plans on renting it. Right, but well, this is so somebody forfeits him two million dollars three million dollars a house, and he sells it tomorrow. But Dave, let me let me just finish my thought. I don't want to. I also, on the other hand, don't want to penalize them for being honest. They don't have any of these rooms designated as a home office or a family room. They want to have four rooms so that they can have their kids down on the weekend or on the week, and they're being honest with their application, and I don't want to penalize them. For that, they could easily make one of those bedrooms a home office and easily make two others a, a family room and use them as bedrooms. So I think we have to take that into consideration also. I believe it's an honest application. It's simply renaming the rooms on the plan would be the easiest. And we, well, but if we can make conditions, Steve, that, for instance, one of the bedrooms not have closet space or things like that. Right, right. so that's what I'm saying. Maybe we can take a little bit different approach yeah. instead of just, you know, take a little bit different approach. I mean, if he's willing to go that way and, and make it a non-bedroom and deed restrict it so that it isn't a bedroom. Well, we wouldn't have to deed restrict it. Well, you would have to because we want, we want future owners to know that that can never turn into a bedroom. Well, so, so under the, if there, and I have to talk about it. But under the 
code yes. when you submit for your construction plans, you identify how many bedrooms there are. In the tax records, in the construction records, all of that identifies how many bedrooms there are. I, I understand that, Mr. Beekman, but when I go to buy the house, I'm not going to look at the construction plans and see what the permit said to see how many bedrooms there are. I am going to look at the deed to see the deed says if there's no bedrooms allowed in that unit. So I don't understand what the hesitation well, more importantly, would be. It, yeah, it'll turn up on the title report to yes. the, yeah, when it comes I mean, I, I have to talk to my client through. Of course, I'm not, it doesn't even offer you have to modify the plans. But for everybody's benefit, five or four bedrooms, there's still a variance. Understood. Yeah. It's a little easier. I, it's just easier for me with four bedrooms than it is for five bedrooms. Makes it a smoother vote. And may I have uh, and we all know how to count in this room, I think. May I have a few minutes to just discuss with my client? Sure. Yes. Thank you. They're taking a break. Are we still recording? We are still recording. We shouldn't even be talking about it. We shouldn't talk about anything. We really shouldn't be talking about this. We're not talking about this. We're talking about the re the redevelopment area. We're talking about the whatever that. Is. We good? Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, I, so uh, we've had a chance to talk to our client. They're okay with going down to a four bedroom um, to accommodate the request of the of the board. Uh, and maybe so they'll turn one of those into the den or whatever. A den office, wall have a closet. No, yeah, closet. And you read the deed restriction. And we'll agree to a deed restriction. So the wall lines inside the floors will not change. Um, you just take out one of the closets. That we haven't really made a determin yeah. determination yet. I mean, they, I suppose they could combine two bedrooms into one as opposed to having a den and a bedroom. Yeah. I'd rather see that. This, this should be decided, though, because as part of compliance, if this pro project is approved, it well, has to be provided in accordance with the resolution, mm -hmm. four bedrooms in accordance with whatever's in the resolution. So you have to make a decision either tonight or in the very near future. With revised plans. Yeah. If you have, you have, if you have combined two of them, the grandkids all go into the combined one. You just spread them out, make, th make three down there instead of four. But this is, if you put this in that line. If this is approved, the board should put sufficient uh, comment in the resolution stating what, what we're talking about here. I agree with you. The master for the family. to approve tonight, I'd rather not have to come back.
So David, um, you had a chance to obviously talk to our clients about the um, floor plans. Yes. And can you just explain what you're proposing to do to make the uh, make this a four bedroom um, dwelling yes. as opposed so, to so, five? So on the upper floor, we're going to keep this bedroom that's currently there and create three bedrooms and an office. Well, which which office? I mean, which bedroom is going to be turned into the office? The front, the front bedroom. Bedroom five. Bedroom five. Just putting a different name on it. And yeah, but it's and what, are you, what are you going to do with the closet? We're eliminating, we're eliminating the closet. Mm -hmm. And it will be converted into the in, into the bathroom space. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying. I can't. My vision isn't that good. It, I'm, I'm guessing if you eliminated that wall, it would become part of the bathroom? No, that's going to become, this area is going to become part of the bedroom, part of the office, or perhaps they would put a desk in that corner. Oh, maybe uh, like a nook. Or built in, or, or maybe. David, actually, just talk to our client. Um, they, they're going to make a bigger bathroom rather than that nook. I had the right idea. Yeah, that's what I was I think they might want to make a bigger bathroom. Maybe a nice sauna. I personally. Would put a wet bar there with the plumbing that's right there <laughs> and, and make it a family room office like we're all talking about. That's what I would do. All right, so you're gonna so you'll you'll make that a bigger map and you'll so that wall will be solid. Unless I could convince them to put the wet bar on. <laughs> you could still do that. <laughs> One in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then is the so then we're eliminating the back garage, or are we keeping that back garage idea? I personally would still want to keep the garage door back there. I, don't I, think, it's, that. I think it's their only access to get things from the front to the back. So I would prefer if they decided to keep that garage door. And that third space is there, they need the, need the space. But there still, still will be a parking garage yeah, as part of this application. So according to the ordinance, now you're saying it's 2.5. Well, if this board wants to call it, yeah, two point five. Wait, two or three. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. The only other thing I just wanted to go through. So, so the existing foundation and all those setbacks relative to the to the project. Uh, are, we, are you proposing any changes that deviate from what's already there? Uh, no. No. So, if you, if you want, I can go through. The lot description. Um, yeah, let's do that. Okay. The lot required in that area is 1,800 square feet. Uh, the lot that's existing is 1,699. Um, we can't acquire additional property to the left of us or to the right of us, um, so that's an existing nonconformity. Uh, the minimum lot depth. Uh, I'm sorry. Lot area was, was what I just talked about. The lot width. 25 is required, 25 is existing, um, so there's no change there. The lot depth, 60 feet is required, 67.9 feet is existing, so that complies, there's no change there. The actual building, um, principal building, front yard setback requires uh, 5 to 12 feet. Uh, what's currently existing is 4.1. Um, we are not changing it. That's an existing nonconformity of the existing house and foundation that's currently existing. 
The minimum rear yard required is 15. Currently what exists is 7.5. We're actually proposing 8.12. So before we go on to the next, okay. what's, what is the difference between the 7.5 existing and I was going to defer to the engineer. Okay. Um, I think she or they um, went to a, uh, a set of stairs that are no longer going to be, be there. I'm not really sure, so I'll defer back to the engineer. Thank you. Um, the side yard setback, three feet is required, 1.7 feet exists. Um, I believe that is up on the east side. Uh, there's no change to that, so that an existing nonconformity. Um, both sides required uh, would be six feet, and 4.8 is provided and existing. So if I do my math correctly, the opposite side complies with the three feet? Yes. Uh, in addition to that, um, the building height, um, my understanding 38 feet is allowed in this particular area. We actually are at 38.2 or 38 feet one and three quarter inches. We are willing to reduce that one and three quarter inches to comply with your 38 foot height requirement. Thank you. And that's consistent with the planner's recommendation as well, correct? It is. Thank you. Um, maximum building stories two and a half are, are, are provide are allowed, um, and based on your ordinance, that seems to be what we're providing. And you've, um, you've marked your plans that revised A one plan to indicate that that um, plate height is no more than two feet, correct? We have. Okay. Um, lot coverage is again existing. The maximum building coverage allowed in this zone. By the way, we're in a R3 zone. Um, the maximum uh, coverage is 50%. Uh, currently existing is 52%. Um, we're not changing that. The maximum lot coverage is 70%. Uh, we're existing is 79.1%. And we're proposing 78%. So there is a slight reduction um, in the maximum lot coverage from what is currently there to what we are proposing. And again, the engineer could testify to where that 1% uh, or 1.1% is being picked up. Um, minimum ground floor area required is 880, um, and we are not um, changing that with what we're proposing. Okay. Thank you. Just out of curiosity, I know you've eliminated the high variance, but do you know uh, next door, the house next door at 22, it's in the photographs, uh, how this height compares with that height? Uh, I actually have their application in front of me. Okay. With the drawings that were submitted to the board at the time of the application. Whether or not it was built in accordance to this, we'll assume it was. I don't know. And obviously, it wasn't because he was here seeking variance on the fireplace tonight. Oh, is that is that Garrett? Yeah, it's funny. Okay, so I was laughing when I went down there. If it was built in accordance to this approved height, they are at thirty-seven one and a half. Okay, so you're a little bit taller. Yes, the discrepancy between their plan and our plan is he had. Eight foot, eight foot, and eight foot. Our client owns eight foot, nine foot, and eight foot. Okay, so that's why we are exactly one foot higher than what 
the neighboring houses. Um, but we're willing to reduce the nine foot to eight foot ten in order to come down unless the board so chooses to grant us the 38 feet two inches. If you, if you can come down, I mean, I think we all want to come down to the site, right? I'm not just speaking on the here. Well, it has a three foot railing on top of it, too, so it's even more bigger. Yeah, exactly. Well, the house next door has that as well. I, I, I don't know. So, um, in it, in to jump back to the other, other thing, you're claiming this is a two and a half story house. Not a three-story house. Correct. You're saying that the wall from the ceiling, from the from the the top of the floor joist of the third, second floor, you only have a two and a half foot, two foot, two foot high in the wall, which is part of your ordinance allows. How can that be? It's hard to see with the coloring. But there is a dimension here showing where the raft, where the mansard roof rafters are stemming from, which is two feet above that floor. I so, couldn't so, see it either. So, David, um, it's not—it's not from where pointed out. It's not from where the um, overhang is. It's actually from a little bit higher, where that two-foot—that's correct—meets. Correct. So you have—you have to extend it up from from the floor straight up. Correct. Yes. So if you go to grade, you go straight up. Yes, I think your board engineer could, could. I'll tell you what, I've been building houses for 40 years, and I can't see how you're doing that. At least not in this picture, it's impossible. It's very difficult to see. Um, I missed it myself. You can't, how can I it's, uh, it's uh, protruding? Let me explain what he's, okay? let me just explain what he's, what he's saying. You may not agree. He's, he's putting a, a knee wall starting at the bottom of that floor, of that third floor, or okay. two and a half story floor, and you can see it dashed on the plan as a two foot high little parapet wall where it meets the outside of the uh, the mansard roof that has that's on an angle. It's really hard to see. It is, and when and when we do the actual construction drawings, we'll depict that more clearly for you. It's right. It's right there. It's really. It's on this first page. Really yeah, odd. But, but look at. Oh, you, that back line is a new, the new line then? No, the, um, the there's a dash line that you can barely, barely see. It's, I didn't see it until tonight. So that raft, is, so those rafters are hanging over the, com completely past it. Uh, the the rafters come down. That's correct. I mean, yeah, I suppose if you wanted to debate, if you wanted to be more true, you could ask them to raise the mansard up and, 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 and make it start at the top of that needle. I think the mansard has to come in a little to be able to sit on the plate. Right here. Okay, well, the architect should explain if it, is, if it is sitting on a plate. You see this dotted line here? Oh, that picture's different than this one. This one's way out here. Yeah, it helps with it being color, I think. Yeah. All right, that's different than and, this one. And that's the two foot that we're indicating Okay, here. this picture is definitely way outside. Well, he's creating like a false roof. Yeah, but on the with that picture it looks more feasible. In this picture, it's not. Yeah, we're, we're used to uh, the roof starting, the master roof starting at the top of that. At table. the plate. Yeah. Yeah. Not having a. Well, right, this is continuing down, down beyond yeah. that. Like a false yeah. roof. Now, now this in comparison to twenty-two, okay, which has a very similar roof or almost identical to what we're proposing. The difference is their roof on the street side is right in the same plane as the face of the house. 
Okay. What we chose to do is set it back approximately four or five feet to create a balcony in the front and also alleviate this being straight up like the house adjacent to us. It's a little less overwhelming. It's a lot less overwhelming. Good job. Thank you. And as you were talking, it reminded me of one other question I have to ask you, and that's the location of the mechanicals. Yes. So the existing mechanicals for the house now are on the side of the dwelling. We would like to keep them there if the board allows us to. If not, the second alternative would be to place them in the rear at the ground level of the house. Yeah, and the side of the building may be within the setback. We would be in the setback, but back what we would do is we would too. elevate them so, again, emergency access can penetrate around the building unobstructed. Right, but what's the difference between the edge of the house and the property line? Uh, the engineers could testify to that. I believe we would place it on the side that has the four foot, four foot one setback. Um, Those at a minimum would stick. Three, I'm sorry? Three foot one. Three, three foot one. It's three yeah. foot one in the front and it's larger in the back, I believe. Yeah. So he doesn't, they don't show it. And it would be at above the floodplain elevation? They would be. What, what about putting them on the roof? Again. So that they're not sticking off the side of the house. You have yeah. such narrow side lines here. So, for so, so for again, someone to work on it, they would have to be in the neighbor's property. Well, the, the problem with the roof, okay, is yes, it's out of the way um, from the ground level and everything else, but if the client is not here and it needs to be serviced, okay, somebody has to access the house to get up on the roof. Um, if they were hung off the side of the house, they could be serviced at any time by anybody without access to the to the premise. Yeah, but that's not a good reason. You just have to come down and meet your repair people. No, you I, should I, be, I You should be there with your repair people anyway. Um, it's just too, you just don't have the side yard to put them on the side of the house. And the rear yard would be in the setback also. Okay. The, the, the so third, the, roof, the roof is really the only... Well, the third option, okay, would be to locate, hang them off the building here, underneath the existing house. And well, if, if you're above the floodplain, right? As long as we're above the floodplain and we have the clearances by the manufacturer. But then if they want to park a car back there, the, the roof of the car is going to hit it. Yeah, it's going to be in the way the air conditioner is going on enough clearance. So, and you can't put them on If we have the horizontal unit, we can set them higher. Um, and again, the home next door really? actually showed them and depicted them. hanging under a little patio area that they had as well. Yeah, but they weren't using that as a park. That's a no, well, neither are we at this point. We're going yeah. to the four bedrooms. Well, no, but it's still, you still need three spaces, so. You know, again, but if we were to hang them here, I would think that we would still have access to pull the car underneath. They wouldn't be into the setbacks. They wouldn't create a, no, a nuisance. But there's going to be more than, there's going to be more than, one system in this house. It's oh, going to be two, two systems. But, so, so where are you going to put the air handler for the for the uh, for the second story? By putting them up here, they also become a nuisance to twenty two, who also has a rooftop deck. So while they're out there as well, it potentially could affect them as well. Whereas either in the backyard 
into the setbacks or underneath here if we could get that to work probably makes the most sense. What is the width of that area that you have for the parking space in the back? This area? No, you may have dimensions on your plan, but no, you have 20, the house 20 foot of the outside. It's roughly 12 feet wide from, from the inside face of the pier to the face of the And do you know the height between the ceiling, underneath ceiling and the ground? Uh, I believe it's about 89 feet. So if I was to locate it back here, you'd be able to pull your car in. The hood would be underneath that area and there wouldn't be any obstruction because that's only there. one system. Two. What is you would hang them both. Yeah. You have 12 feet. Correct. And where's the air handle? That's what we're talking about. The furnace is going to be inside from, from, this, from can the we, garage. Can't we defer that to Dave and have him move the Dave that it works? No, it? we can just condition our approval on the mechanicals not being in the side yard setbacks or rear yard setbacks. Right. Yeah. Well, we're going to have without obstructing that backyard area if they want to park car back there. If it's hung in the back. Uh, I'm not mistaken, that's going to be the rear yard setback. Yeah, that is, because remember, so all, pull it in it's only eight that. feet, they yeah. only have eight feet from the right end right. of the building to the rear property. Right. How are you going to get all the ductwork up to the third floor? It's, it's impossible. They'll do all that inside. The, um, yeah, then they're going to take away. The problem is the floodplain uh, is, is is high enough where I think I think you're not going to be able, you only, you only have 2.2 2 feet outside. in there. So how high of a, hand, of a, of a, of a compressor can you get? Again, looking or at mini the mini screen, screen they, and, and this was just given to me the other day, right, yesterday. Um, 22 has the exact same condition, and they're showing their air handlers under similar. We're talking about the condensers. Where are the condensers? Yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm referring to. I'm sorry. They are showing that. You can't hang a condenser, it has to have airflow above it. They, again, we would make sure that we could conform to the manufacturer. What's the big deal about putting it on the roof? We, we gave the same restriction to the other applicant at 22, Senator the Deak, that they could not be in the side yard setback or rear yard setback. So I'm not okay. sure where so, so to put them would now. Would it be amenable to the board if we could get it to work here based on your township engineer's approval that we located here? If not, we would place them on the roof. An air handler has to have vertical air. Yes, I understand that. How can you stick it up onto a ceiling? Where's the vertical air going? Okay. It's impossible. You only have 2.2 feet between the floodplain and the bottom of the ceiling, according to what I see in the plans. They, they have front discharge. Uh, four. Yeah, like four feet. Like a mid species. Yeah. yeah. Four feet. The BFE is eight. And well, no, the design elevation is 11. Yeah, everything has to be three feet above so eight. So then we only have a foot. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Yeah, that would be a mini school. Yeah. But Dave, you're saying, you're saying definitively it would not work. Yeah, there's not enough space. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Every, 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 every compressor I've seen is much harder than the other room. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't care any other options. Yeah. I mean, there's either the roof or hang it off the building somewhere. But it can't be in the side yard. I can't be in the side yard. Right. Unless you give a variance. Or a resolution reason. I'm sorry. I, I think what Steve, on the back you know, Steve made a good point that you don't want to have to be in another neighbor's property in order to fix it. 
Yeah, which you would have to be. Which you would have to be because there's no side drive. Right. So but there's a tremendous roof deck on here. What no, if no, you no. take away six square feet of airspace? That they, that's what they have to put it on the roof. They don't, have, the they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. It's got to be on the roof. That's got to be yeah, on the no, roof. Yeah, no, I, I agree to that. That's acceptable. Uh, we, yeah. we will, so. so Jeff, I think you're fine. Well, Um, we will comply with the setback requirement. We'll figure out where it's going to go. It will not. It will not have a setback issue. So, so, no, so we'll like, you're not saying it's not, I don't. I don't know where it's going to go, but we won't have a setback issue. But it can impede the uh, use of the third parking space that Correct. you're asking for. That's fine. That's fine. And I, with what I, I think we're required a 15 foot setback there. In the rear. So I don't think we're going to be able to do that anyway. Oh, and you'd be halfway. You'd be halfway into that space. Yeah. I mean, I have the fifteen uh, foot more. I have no problem leaving it to Dave to make sure it's not in the setback and it doesn't obstruct that third vehicle possibility. Yeah, yeah it meets flood zone requirements. It meets flood zone requirements. As long as yeah. Dave can confirm all that, they can, I don't care where they put it. Frankly, as long as it, which is probably going to end up being the roof. Yeah. I mean, if it's, it's compliant, it's compliant. Right. So I mean, we, we might decide to put it on this deck level. Which is, which is not the roof, right? Right. But, you know, if, they, if I locate them in this corner here, and they're 15 feet off the back of the property, it, it complies, and it's not obstructing the third parking spot. So that's why I'm, I'm hesitant to say yes. We're going to be mandated to put it there when, as the attorney testified, that you know, we. I just want to see the option and perhaps find another, a better location for the park. Yeah, I, I think that's but better. But it will conform to your... If business. it's compliant, it's compliant. Yeah, if it's compliant, but it's stupid to take away deck space where you want to put a, you want to put a, a table and chairs out and on the roof. The roof. So how many houses I built with roof decks that they don't use them after the third year? Never, ever go up there I'm again. I disagree. <laughs> I have plenty of neighbors with roof decks. Never, Never used them. They're up, they're up there the day they move in. And maybe everybody goes to You go up there, you look around. That's a beautiful view. Then you go back down. Let's not get off on this. That's up to them. That's their decision. Up to them. So when your furniture blows off the roof, they So to address this issue, I'm actually looking at the resolution for 22. Mechanicals are not to be placed in the setbacks. Which is what I And that's acceptable to us. Yes, I believe that was your comment. Perfect. <laughs> and the only other thing, we don't want it in setbacks, we don't want it obstructing that third vehicle, which is going to be setback anyway, I understand. So, yeah. so. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll agree to that. You like that idea, don't you? It's better than nothing. <laughs> so, you have an engineer that's going to testify? Yes. Because I would like to define exactly what variances we're, we're looking at. There's been a lot of back or forth. So maybe we should do that before the engineer? Yeah, actually, uh, they just went over that. He did. He just went over everything. He just went over everything. He did, but not together. I'm just trying to narrow it down. And he, and he may have, and I missed it. Okay. But uh, we've talked about all of them separately. Just what what exact variance are you looking for now? You don't have a height variance? Has that been determined? We don't have a height variance. And you don't have a side yard setback variance, or you do? They do they have existing right. non-conforming side yard setback. So, if I may, just existing. If I do you mind if I do that? Not at all. So, what Dave just testified to, according to our zoning chart, 
Um, there is an existing nonconformity. The required lot size is 1,800 square feet, and the existing is 1,699 square feet. The front yard setback requirement is 5 feet to 12 feet. The existing and proposed is 4.1 feet. The minimum rear yard setback is 15 feet. The existing is 7.5 feet and we're proposing 8.16 feet and I will have the engineer testify to what the difference is. The existing one side side yard setback variance is 1.7 feet existing and proposed. The existing both sides setback variances, side setback variances is 6 feet required, 4.8 feet existing and proposed. Um, building height is conforming. The maximum building coverage is 50% is allowed, 52% exists, and that's what's proposed. The maximum lot coverage, 70% is allowed, 79.1% exists, and 78% is proposed. The engineer will testify to the difference of that. Also, and, if I could just add to that, the, the front yard setback where 4.1 is existing and proposed, I think that's in conformance with a lot of the other structures on that street. And one more variance that we were just discussing is the uh, parking spaces, three parking spaces. But you're going to provide the two and a half. Well, we can't provide two and a half. It's, yeah. There's no they're space. Providing, so they're they're providing you have that space in the back. Right, yeah, correct. Which, which is not a fully compliant not a legal Literally providing two and a half parking spaces. <laughs> 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 two and three quarters. One good real <laughs> That's kind of what I meant. That's what. <laughs> My son has a fee on you. It's fitted. You know, open to the public to see if. Uh, yeah. Uh, Thank anyone in the public uh, have a question about the testimony this fine gentleman just gave us? Uh, fine gentleman, did you say? I did. You want to challenge? You, have, you want to challenge you, that, that uh, statement? Or? <laughs> Anyone? If not, public portions closed. You have another witness. I, I have you. Jennifer White. She will come. Thank you. Inside engineering. Thank you. And her testimony is just going to be very limited. Very quick. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Do you swear the testimony you are to give here tonight shall be the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? Yes. And please state your name. Jennifer White. And Jennifer. Engineer from? Uh, New Jersey. Licensed in New Jersey for four years. For four years? Yes. yes. So I've, Mr. Chairman, I've seen her many times. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, I recognize her face. Okay. So, Jennifer, um, two variances that we talked about that are changed conditions, but actually improving conditions. Yes. The first is the rear yard setback. The existing is 7.5 feet, but we're proposing 8.16 feet. What's the yes. difference? So the 7.5 feet is measured to this landing here, but we're keeping the line of the house and now that's measured to 8.16. So landing's going? Landing's leaving. The house is going. And is that the same reason why there is less of an impervious coverage? Yep. This uh, coverage back here, this whole area, 
um, because this sticks out more than the house does, it equals 1.1%. Okay, and that results in those two changes? Yes. And the only other questions I have for you about, um, do you have any issues uh, or concerns that you want to discuss about drainage on the um, property? We're going to direct all the drainage to the front of the property through the downspouts and away from the neighbors. So all none of the downspouts will discharge back here. It'll all be <coughs> in the front. Okay. And you'll accept that as a condition at all? That's the way they'll run? And um, that's, that's no different other than directing them. The conditions are really no different because it's the existing foundation, correct? Correct. We're not changing anything to the land. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And will you agree to uh, also? I had an item in my letter about the sidewalks. If any of the sidewalks are broken or cracked or ruined during the construction, they will have to be replaced yep. in accordance with uh, borough standards. Yes. Are Can you put that as a note on the plan? We'll add them to oh, the plan. The one that has curb cut now also. There's no curb cut anymore. Oh, there isn't? For, yeah, there was no garage or apartment on the site. It says concrete apron, but. I think yeah. there's a curb there. But I have a picture of it. I don't think you want to bring a picture in. You're going to have to do it. Steve, I wouldn't bring that in right Unless you want to put your phone here. So if they have to replace the curb and sidewalk, there might be a small amount of uh, municipal bonding that's required because it is in the right of way. Yes, normally. So you would agree to that? Yes. Anyone else have a question for the witness, engineer? Anyone in the public have a question of the engineer or her testimony? If not, public portion is closed. Thank you very much. And I would bring up my last witness, Andrew General. Good evening. Who has testified many times before this board. Yes, I have. Please raise your right hand to be sworn. Do you swear the testimony you are to give here tonight shall be the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? I do. And please state your name, spell your last. Andrew Janu, J-A-N-I-W. And Mr. Janu, your license as a uh, professional planner are current? I am, and they are. Great. Um, so, so, thank you. Mr. Janu, if you could just go over um, why you think the variances that are requested this evening are appropriate and should be approved. Uh, certainly. So the variances were discussed in detail. Uh, what's important to understand here is that your master plan and your uh, planning for the future anticipates reconstruction because of a lot of flood damage here. What's, uh, what your master plan underscores is that it should be consistent with the pattern of development that's going on in the neighborhood and should, be, uh, should honor the uh, character of the community. I think we achieved that and you can see we're almost a mirror image of what's happening next door to us. Uh, with respect to the uh, variances that we're seeking, uh, we are improving two conditions slightly. Uh, we do uh, further at least two purposes of, of the municipal land use law, which we're required to do in, in order to gain public purpose for our variance relief, and those are to uh, put appropriate population densities and location zone for same, and to uh, redevelop with the cost, cost considerations in terms of efficient use of land. Uh, in this case, we are looking to uh, use, utilize an existing foundation. Uh, we are taking the building down to that in order to provide an updated modern structure um, that will provide some longevity for the structure. The variances that we're seeking would qualify as C variances. Uh, as the board knows, there are two types of C variances, the C1, which is the hardship variance, and the C2, which is the balance test. Uh, with respect to the deviation on the lot size, 
That is the hardship variance. We can't acquire any more property. Uh, this isn't a self-created issue. It's just an undersized lot. And, and that being said, it's a slightly undersized, about 100 square feet under what's proposed. Uh, the balance of the variances would qualify under the C2 balance test. Um, they are uh, essentially mimicking the uh, setbacks that are there today. That setback has been characteristic on that lot for many, many years. I believe this house dates back to 1937, uh, pursuant to your tax records. Uh, we are improving the lot in terms of appearance and, and functionality. Uh, we aren't exasperating any of the setbacks here. We are honoring the front and, uh, side and rear yard setbacks. We're actually improving the rear yard setbacks slightly by moving that staircase to the interior. Uh, we're decreasing slightly the uh, impervious coverage, but the lot has proven to function properly with the coverage that existed and will continue to exist. So when we look at this on balance, uh, I do believe uh, that the benefits here outweigh the detriments. Uh, we're creating some reinvestment into the community, into an area that is now starting to thrive again. Uh, and we'll be uh, continuing to see such reinvestment in the community as, as, as you drive by. We see a lot of reconstruction going on. Um, when we look at the, uh, the five points of the uh, balance test, this says relate to a specific lot. We do further at least two purposes of the municipal land use law. Uh, the benefits here, I do believe, outweigh the detriments. The detriments here, when we're looking at those, we talk about the nuisance test. Are we creating any additional traffic, drainage issues, noise? Um, this will function as a single-family home. It's zoned as a single-family home. I don't see anything here that's going to be uh, out of character. We're, we've had long discussion about how we meet the uh, ordinance with respect to height, so we, we are consistent with that pattern. Um, and then finally, in terms of furtherance of your zone plan and master plan, I think we're consistent with the goals of the master plan. I think this is the type of reconstruction, redevelopment that's envisioned within the community. So on balance, I do believe it's a good application. And with the adjustments that we made this evening, uh, this board has a uh, valid reason to grant this variance relief. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No other questions. <coughs> Anybody have questions? <coughs> no, Ben, you have the... Everything that was discussed, and if it was approved, would go in. You want, sure go through, you want me to go through the conditions, or I'm sure that you have the no mechanicals in the setbacks. So I'm not sure. Uh, that, the, if that, Mark, that, you know, Mark had uh, wanted some restriction in there to yeah, it, it, Nothing. The setbacks can can obstruct the parking yep. area in the back. The deed restriction. Remove the walls. Uh, for the deposit go, go down to 38 feet. Go down to 38 feet. Go to And to meet the, or, and to, uh, per the A1 plan, meet the ordinance definition for the half story. And uh, per the drainage downspouts shall be directed to the front of the property. And uh, any damaged curbs or sidewalks to be uh, repaired and replaced. No, what I'd like to do is say that, that the bond, bonding will be required for uh, curves and sidewalks because actually the, the, the site plan needs to be revised um, because it shows an apron there and there is no apron out there. So I don't know if that was a, a surveyor's error or what, but um, so that should be revised and then show a new uh, driveway with a new concrete apron and a new curb, which will then be uh, bonded because it's municipal. I don't think you opened it. Okay, just making sure. I'm going to get to that. Try to be polite during this. Is there anyone in the public that has a question about the 
witness's testimony or a statement? In general. In general. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Public portion's closed. Discussion? I'll make a motion to approve the application as presented with the conditions that Ben just read. Second. Second. Roll call, please. Ms. Bills? Yes. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Chairman Cunningham? Yes. Vice Chairman DeSeo? Reluctantly, yes. He said yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Not my Wallace. favorite application. Um, You're still on the Yeah, I will vote yes. He said yes also. Frank said yes. He did. I'm with Dave. Yes. So thank you guys for working with us. Thank you. Seriously, thank you. I know we seem difficult, but we're just trying to make the best of it. It's pretty tight down there. Yeah. We have a lovely family. Thank you all for your diligence. Thank you. Thank you. I don't believe. Oh, yeah. I Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Our next meeting is on February 13th. Is there any other business before the board this evening? I'll make a motion to adjourn. Meeting. All in favor? Meeting adjourned. Thank you for